Any uh, anybody have a good weekend? Did anything new, exciting happen? No, I went outside and went shopping today. It's progress. <laughs> mm. I got two shelves up, and I put my Harry Potter books up on it now. Yay. That's about it. Oh, cool. So I emptied one box. <laughs> I found a really cool spider. Mm. No spiders are cool. Oh, There's yeah? no, such, no such thing as a really cool spider. Uh-huh. Mm, not really. <laughs> He's a... Uh, <laughs> not even Charlotte? Like, no, no such thing as no. a spider. I was getting up and was next to the mint today, and I could see, and he has this really cool spiral tunnel that he's built in there, and he is huge. So I left him mm. be. Mm. I thought about trying to take a picture, but I didn't think I could. I had to get a kick yeah, out of uh, yeah. giant web. a giant what? A giant web. You know, like, if they have, like, a web that's, like, really thick. And, ugh, gosh. Yeah, well, this is in the mint, so we can't actually get to it. Did anybody else see John yeah. Barrowman at Dragon Con this weekend for on Facebook or anything like that? No. I did not. He did his panel no. wearing a TARDIS dress and red pumps. Nothing. <laughs> mm, Interesting. And he came out dancing and high-kicking and having a ball. <laughs> Who is this again? John Barrowman. Captain uh, Jack from Doctor Who. Or Malcolm Merlin. Depending okay, on which show know. you watch. Um, neither. Oh, well, you are missing out. TV? What's that? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's what I feel One like of my friends about. on Facebook is, uh, has been at Dragon Con and is posting things. She's met people from... Flash and uh, Warehouse 13 and Lost Girl and things, but I don't think she'd said anything about John. There's... I, have a, I have a lot of friends at Dragon Con now, and I have no idea what they're talking about. I am not into any currently airing shows at all, so I'm just like, okay, have fun! <laughs> I mean, they're, they're yeah, I... SG people, so obviously I know who they are, but it's like nothing new. I don't know about the Flash or the Arrow or the Whatever else you said. I just start, I, the only time I watch The Arrow, and I'm still in the first season of it, is when I'm at the, I've been at the gym and like on the elliptical and stuff, I watch it then. Mm-hmm. And, and today was like, at, for the first time, probably in a good two or three months that I have been to the gym. <laughs> ah, see how you are. Yeah. Well, there's a very cute picture of him with a lemur for you. Oh, okay. I, I saw the one thing about the new season. I'm like, wait, I haven't even got to season two yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like just started yeah, watching. I'm really behind started on started watching that. Grim and Once Upon a Time and such. But Arrow and Flash I managed to catch up on last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's on Netflix and yeah. Arc, Arc is into watching the A-Team right now, so. Well, that's fun, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the second link is him in the TARDIS dress, showing off his shoe. He said that finding a dress in his side was really hard, and even worse was finding size 12 red pumps. Uh-huh. He needs the kinky boots guy. He does need the kinky boots guy. That would have worked just fine for him. But, oh well. We're getting ready to have a cement patio poured. and so. We've spent today trying to cut down trees so that the guy can get his machine in to level things and rerouting water systems so that 
they don't tear up our pipes when they come through and stuff like that. And we don't know if he's starting tomorrow or next week. Oh, jeez. That's, that's, that's uh, inconvenient. Yeah, well, we'll see. The kitten was out all day, all afternoon, and she is just having so much fun. Yeah, I'm going, to a, I'm going to get a leash for Flurry so I can take her outside now. Mm, that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I just saw a thing on Facebook. I've seen it before, but I saw it again, and it made me laugh about the cat that got a leash on it, and it's just, it, it was just, like paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you take you don't take the cat for a walk, you take the cat for a drag. <laughs> yeah, and they're trying to make it st- like stand up, and it would just fall over. And the t- his tail would be in between his legs, and just the little tip of the tail would be like wagging mm-hmm. the whole entire time. And that's the only thing. It and they're like, "Watch the miracle of life!" And they undid it, and the cat just shot out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I'm going to buy a leash for Flurry, and this is what's going to happen to her." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that no nothing too too much is happening other than my kitchen's getting worked on the lecture they were working on the electricity today so so my kitchen is now in my dining room and Mm, i don't have a kitchen yeah so it's it's yeah it's just playing crazy and and the guy that's who's doing my drywall i cannot stand to text him anymore he's driving me crazy (laughs) he couldn't spell from oh dear and I, I, I'm reading, I'm reading this and it's just, the thing is, I'm not even a really good speller myself and I know I'm not, but I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my God, all I want to do is tell, like when my son will text me every mm-hmm. once in a while, like when he misspells something, I would spell it right for him. Right. I'm like, I almost did that to him. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's. Maybe he just has big fingers or something. No, he's skinnier than I am. And it's F-R-U-M. Ah! <laughs> okay, my rant is over. I was thinking of the um, <laughs> bits that people have done. Like what would have happened if uh, texting worked at Hogwarts or things like that? Bits where, you know, Harry texts Sirius to find out if he's been captured or not and <laughs> things. And then there's the ones from Hagrid and they're just all random letters because he cannot push the buttons enough to actually spell anything because his hands are too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cute. I think That's we did cute. Hagrid typing last week. I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we may have done, yes. Yeah. Ooh, I found I found baby shower pictures. Oh, we might have to go through all these. I might have to go through these before I can podcast. I have to Who's go baby to shower? <laughs> Yeah, it's the baby shower at Ryan's. <laughs> I didn't know they were doing that yet. It was yesterday. Hi, podcast people. This was actually recorded about a year ago. So baby Ella is now actually seven months old. Okay, I'm through them. We're good. <laughs> I saw the ones they posted of the baby's room and such, which is very mm-hmm. cool looking. But yeah, I saw that I did not one too. see the shower. They yeah, just went up. So I love their artwork. They have the neatest artwork throughout the whole house. So... It's fun to see. Oh, well. <laughs> what are you giggling now, What is it? He got a onesie that says the cat did it. <laughs> yeah, that's Ryan's new profile picture. Oh, I love it. Okay, I will get off Facebook now and be a good leader. Good.
Uh-huh. I, I, I'm breaking all the podcast rules. All in, I'm closing we have all rules? my other windows and tabs. I'm being good. I'm leaving the fic open, but I'm closing everything else. Mm, you are good. So I don't think I even ever do that. Again, we have rules. Yeah, well, on occasion. Ryan has we try rules. Sometimes. We, we don't necessarily follow them, but, you know. Oh. P.S. Yes. There was a new member on the forum this morning. And I just had this weird feeling, I don't know why, and I checked the IP address, and it was Adri. Audrey? And yeah, she's posting oh, yeah. the originals. Did she? Yeah. I I don't go she, in there because I'm not technically supposed to go oh, in there. Well, she posted there. Let me see. I can pull up and see what time that was. I mean, she posted there. Yeah, she found um, I sent her a message and said, you're already so, a member. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't yeah, find my last stuff. Night. So we got she it all figured it. out. But I thought it was cool that she was back. Yeah, that's, that is cool. So you're, oh, you're, so you're saying that the, the, the member was a new person. I mean, that no, she made a new account because she, she, she couldn't remember her, her, yeah, her password, but we got it all straightened out. So we're good. But I thought it was great that she had come back. Yeah, she did post, but she posted once. Maybe yeah. she'll come back. <laughs> Now that she's figured it out. Yeah. It's good. Good when the old people come back. Yeah. So. And then there are the, the nuts who never left. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of us. <laughs> I guess I did kind of leave and come back. Mm, that's true. Yeah, we all have little sabbaticals every now and then, but... I'm still on mine. Yeah, you haven't <laughs> been there in a while. <laughs> I know. Mm. Oh, well. Well, we'll start, and we'll go as far as we can go tonight, and we're just going to keep doing that until we get through this one. Cause Are we going all the way through the chapters? To the end I of thought, the fic? Yeah, because I didn't think we were going to go all the way to the end of the fic. I think we are. On this one, it was the accidental animagus that we did not. Okay, because I couldn't remember how yeah. long this was. I mean, I read, I read this one all the way through. I know it. It's only 34 chapters. Okay. All right. I haven't. Accidental Animagus is the one that we, I think, forty-four, and there's ninety-one of them now. Yeah, so, yeah. I need to go I've, back and. see. I've been reading some of that again, getting into the second year and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's uh, Harry Harry Hermione Karate Kids. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's where Harry turns <laughs> into a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, we're just doing twelve to. However far we get. <laughs> yep. And then ev- eventually we will read all 34, yes. We will figure it out. Back to 12. This is a self-contained one. Let's start. Trisha's cracking the whip today. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to start it? No. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Somebody knew that would be the answer. <laughs> I did too. That's why I had to ask. Yes, you didn't hear back from death? Not yet, no. I don't okay. know what he's doing. Hold on, I'm going to scream at my son. Okay. Alright, bed! Now! He's got to get up and ready for school. Yeah, we had the day off, but he... Oh, football is going to kill me. It screwed (laughs) up everything I was planning on doing today. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah, he had practice at 10.30 this morning. So I was like... I was planning on going up to my my cousin's house, because they have a 5K for her son... He has a a very a very bad case of a of a type type of seizures. Mm, yes, you've told me about this. 
Yeah, it's called Deverett's syndrome. And so they have a 5K to help alleviate some alleviate some stuff. And so my plan was to go to go there and, and do it. But I couldn't do that because I had to take my son to football practice because if he doesn't go to football practice, he's not going to play at the first game. Right. So, so I had it, so I couldn't go. I was kind of mad. Yeah, that sort of happened to me last week. We had a training at the beach, which is a two-hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. And we had to be there at 8.30, so that meant we had to leave work for, at 6.30, which meant I had to leave my house at 6, mm-hmm. 6.10. And so we arranged to spend the night in a cabin in a campground. It was perfect. It was affordable. It was going to work out. And then the person that was arranging the cabin went, Oh, wait, I'm the soccer coach, and we have soccer practice. I can't stay the night. Mm. So I got to get up early. Baby night to Sue. Two. MPS and Scott. Good night, Ulrich. Good night. I waved. <laughs> I waved too. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Technically, we could have video, but then the quality would get even worse. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, you know, you nobody wants, nobody needs to see that. We would all die. This would die. We'd be too busy giggling at each other. I think I think it gets by with the myth of my beauty. <laughs> well, the thing is, my problem is I probably I probably fall asleep and you wouldn't see anything other than the back of my wall or or, or my ceiling or something. No. Mm. And you'd be like true. Trisha, I'm like, huh. <laughs> 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 or you'll see me and I'll be drooling. That'll be fun. Yeah, that's all we need. Alex drools all over me. Oh, that's a cat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the kitten has become very bold and she wants to play with him and he is still not having anything to do with her. <laughs> so she was so cute yesterday. She was he was on the the front path and she was behind the roses and she came through the rose bush and out the front of the rose bush and she went and he went and she backed into the rose bush and went okay i'm safe (laughs) (laughs) but she kept crying it was the cutest noise (laughs) oh do they actually purr like she's living up to her name oh yeah my my cat my cat goes she chitters. It's a chitter. It's a funny little chitter purr thing that she does to be cute so that he'll like her. I figure if we just let her go into her first heat, then we won't have any trouble, but I'm not Aww. sure that's a yeah, good thing. You may not want to do that, though. Yeah, I know. Oh, poor kitty. She'd be like, what the hell? I know, I know. And Alex oh. is fixed, so it's not like we'd have babies or anything, but he might go, ooh, kind of like you. <laughs> that's all we need um yeah so. poor flurry she's talk. she talks more now than she ever has since we since we moved into the new house so mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm looking at her i'm like why are you talking so much it's fun i love that the new kitten talks we always can find her because you call her and she starts meowing and you're like oh she's that way mom locked her oh, in the baby. closet this morning Aww. oh dear She's like, I can hear her, but I can't find her. Oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But we should start mm-hmm. to shape and change. Okay, let's see. 
Before Friday, June 3rd, listen as Pofua hits a new low in episode 235 of Potter Quick Weekly, the podcast where the story never ends. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Nerdy, awesome, fun. Nerdy, awesome, fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Your adventures. Adventures are good. Good girl. Now drop those trousers. Strip. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're evil. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, <nah. laughs> oh, oh, I snorted so much yesterday. It was unreal. <laughs> same He's Snape a- time, same Snape channel. It's all Snape all the time, Trisha. Of course, he's... Uh, I'm so confused. <laughs> I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Holy oh, nice. shit! It's so floppy! Yes, Scott. They're Great there to talk about the sector. They're going to worry about homework Aww. later. Puke. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. I'm so good on nightmares. <laughs> Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And I'm P.S. And we are starting with Chapter 12 of To Shape and Change by Blue Owl. Ooh, goody. An author's name I can pronounce. I love it. I know. I was always fun. (laughs) That's the other thing I'm always afraid of is trying to pronounce the author's name. Mm -hmm. Scares Lupin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like that's real hard. Well, she does call me MS Lupin. Or MS Lupin. See, I forgot which was right. See? I was like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Miss Lupin is correct. She is not yeah. Microsoft. Yeah, I'm not Microsoft. She is to me. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. Is... I meant MS Lupin. I'm easy. I know. See, that's what I like. I like nice, easy names. I hate when they are like something really radical, and I'm sitting there going, nah, 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 nah. and that feels stupid. Yeah, my name <laughs> throws people until you get to know me. Yeah. Sue at Duxford. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. You just have you have to figure out where the separations yeah. in the words are. Mm-hmm. That's where Jen had trouble because she thought like Suet was suet. supposed to be one word. Yeah, suet. Suet. Duxford. Suet. <laughs> suet. It's like, is it sweet duck? What's the yeah? <laughs> sweet duck's foot. Yeah, that's it. That sounds. Yeah, that sounds like a, some kind of Asian. Delicacy or something. It does, doesn't it? Mm. That's why I like places that let me put a space, put spaces in my name. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much most places do, but there. I mean, like, I mean, like Twitter, there's no spaces, but like 
all places yeah. where I post, I can actually be the space plaid space Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can put capitals in. That often helps, mm-hmm. too. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. It, people run into problems when there's they're kind of running out of names or, like, the ones they want to try are used already. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget who it was. Was it was it Andy who had the one that was, like, a an abbreviation for can James, Remus, and Sirius come out and play or something like yes. that? So it's just oh, all yeah. these letters so that didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like where it's straightforward and kind of clear what it means. Oh, you those know? are no fun. Well, I mean, I guess it's not you don't clear entirely know why the owl was blue, but it, at right. least there are words we can pronounce. Mean. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Christmas time. So yes, have festivities okay. and gifts. Okay, I will tell you now. I am not a fan of Mrs. Longbottoms. <laughs> is she right up there on your Molly list? Is she? She's getting close. She hasn't surpassed Molly. She hasn't gone up to Molly part. Molly hatred, but she, yeah, she's she's not there. She, I don't like her. I don't blame you. At least she's useful for uh, blocking people's mail. True. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good for that. But yeah, Mrs. Longbottom, not my favorite. Well, and it's not even how she treats Harry because she treats Harry okay. It's mm-hmm. how she treats Neville. Yes. Yeah, well, that's the what everyone yeah, I mean, has problems with her for that. It's even well, worse. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's because we can see it more than mm-hmm. I think we probably wouldn't liked her very much probably during the the, the, the during the whole books. The canon. Yeah, at canon. Thank you. Yeah, she she. Yeah, is... we all, we just didn't see her very much. We got a reference to her in book one, and then I think we met her in like five or six something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Five. Then, we met her in five. Yes, yeah. that's right. I was going to say we didn't meet her until the end, but she's definitely in five. Yeah, yeah, she's in five, and then we met her at, yeah, then then we really, well, then she kind of redeems herself. Naturally. Naturally. In mm-hmm. seven. And where she kind of, like, kind of redeems, like I said, she redeems herself. I'm like, I like her now. Ish. Mm-hmm. Ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's, and the author does, you know, talk about this, that she's kind of a witch in here and that that's how she thinks she would be and then as Neville kind of grows then she kind of becomes more proud of him but we don't see that yet because he hasn't got to that point although he should mm-hmm. get to that point quicker now that he's hanging out with Harry Good night, Ulrich don't <laughs> say 10 million times to me thank you sorry <laughs> <laughs> I think I've talked about this on a previous podcast like in other seasons i think she's just not really good with kids in general mm-hmm. she's one of those people who doesn't really know what to do with children she doesn't oh. know how to interact with them so well she probably i mean if any if anything i mean her i think she had her son at a late in life and just wasn't expecting to have another child and then all of a sudden you come into another child again and you just like you just kind of don't know when I'm like it's I mean how she got it was very traumatic too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I think I think it's 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 not that she doesn't love Neville. I think it's that she doesn't understand Neville cuz she has presumably the one child. Mm-hmm. And right. he is the way that he was which was probably more like her, you know, was probably 
got along, was able to understand Frank. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know anything about the husband, if he was, you know, when he left the picture or how long he ever was in it. But, you know, it's quite possible that Frank, Frank, that the father was there the whole time Frank was growing up. So she had him. So now, but then that she's on her own with Neville mm-hmm. entirely. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's it's different. I mean, she probably was at to the point where her in her life, she's like, I'm going to be the fun grandma. And all I'm going to do is just buy him stuff. And so he'll love me kind of thing. And I mean, and sometimes that's what being the spoiled because you're like, I get to do everything I wanted to ever do with my own kid, but I can give them back. Right. And now she can't. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. reminding me of that picture they have with the, the caption is just just a little snack before you head back to your parents, and it's this probably five or six year old with a giant block of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Grandma. Oh yeah, my 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 outlaws did that to me once. I was going to kill them. <laughs> I love that you call them the outlaws. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's fun. Yeah, they did. They they did that to Ark when he was like three, and he came back, and he was so sugared up, he would not go to sleep. It got to the point we tried. We put on a movie, and I fell asleep on the couch, and he was, and then like two hours later, he was still up. Mm-hmm. That's not very nice. Oh yeah, I threatened him. I'm like, you never do that again. If you ever want to see this kid again, you will not. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I told him I'm going. He will be at your doorstep. I will ring the bell, hand him to you, and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Uh, yeah, I can't do that now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's older now. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah he knows. He knows better. He knows I'll kill him. <laughs> he had that much sugar over again. <laughs> so we find out a little bit about what happens after Harry heals Andy. And uh, Mrs. Longbottom is not pleased with the events that have happened. Mm-hmm. And she hears that Harry's, like, walking around healing people. So she goes down to see what's going on. And at that point, Harry kind of was talking to people in rooms and healing the ones he could and and stuff like that. So <laughs> patience he from just, other- He was just doing minor ones, so. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rumor is that he's all over the hospital. And really, he's just going to the doors that are nearby that room. Mm-hmm. And and then they have patients who start trying to come down to that floor so they can get healed by Harry. And they're like, oh, okay, better go. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. And he's got to get ready soon to go to the Malfoy Manor. So we find out that Professor Snape is going to pick him up and take him into Diagon Alley so he can get some formal robes. This is a fun bit. As Neville says, fortunately, Professor Snape's around, so nobody's going to bother him. <laughs> And we have a a brief break before we get to that, where Fudge is talking to Dumbledore, because he's, this whole thing has really blown up in the international community, and everybody wants to talk to Harry and see what he can do, and whether he can really heal werewolves, or can he heal other kinds of werewolves who have been werewolves for longer, can he heal other things, what's going on with this? And Albus says, well... Mrs. Longbottom has requested that nobody bother him while she's there, while he's at her place. And 
You can talk to him briefly at the Malfoy Christmas party since you're going to that. And that is like, of... oh yeah, I'm going there. He's going to be there. Okay, I gotta go get ready. Bye bye. <laughs> but first, he has a moment where he says, you know, you can talk to him, and he deserves to know what's going on with that. But don't make him some prize for all the other nations to vie for. And then Fudge heads off to figure some things out. Snape is, of course, going to be there with Harry at the Malfoy party, so he can kind of rein things in if necessary. Yeah, and that's the only reason that Dumbledore had told Cornelius, because he knew Snape would be there to protect Harry. Not feed him to the wolves. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did get it. You're funny. But I am so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So Severus comes to get him and takes him through to Diagon Alley. And there are a lot of people, but they're all busy with their Christmas shopping. So most of them don't notice right away. Mm -hmm. And they get to Madame Mulkins fairly quickly. And she notices who Harry is, but she's being professional about it. So she's just, you know, filling the order that they have. And Coral mentions that she's getting a little cold because it's winter. Harry has the idea to make her a little sweater yeah. that she can wear that matches his robes. Because Madame Mulkins is very taken with the little wee little snake. And so she's totally happy to do it. Yeah, so she makes her a little silk sheath thing that's charmed to expand to as she grows. Is it, Got some if she was cool smart, properties. she would just... If she was smart, she would just, like, make sure she can, she couldn't expand, expand it while she grows, and he would have to come in and get more little sleeves for her. Hello, business. Well, he probably still will, just to to have different colors and things. And Mm -hmm. she does offer as they're leaving, if she ever wants, if he wants more, she'd be happy to do that. Oh, okay, fine. You wonder how wizards make money on anything, I mean... You reparo everything. Right. You know, I mean, some things you just conjure. I mean, they may not last a long time, but I think if it's something that you only need for a short little while, you can conjure it. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do they stay in business? Yeah, you know, they're giving I always away figure snakes, snake sweaters for free. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> she charged him. I figure it's probably a skill level thing. Like, some people can conjure whatever they're ever they need other uh-huh. people might not be as good at conjuring so they'd rather go and just buy one rather than mm-hmm. getting a you know make getting themselves a shoddy table or whatever you don't want to conjure a chair and then have it vanish while you're still sitting in it yeah that would be bad and then things like i don't know for things like clothes and such they obviously have secondhand shops because that's where Ginny's robes and ron's robes come from so I'm wondering if there's only so much the repair spells can do or something like that. I don't know. Or maybe yeah, it's well, just a fashion thing. Yeah. Remus is really tattered and worn, and you know he's been doing as many spells as he can. It's just that he doesn't have any money, and so his clothes are really, really old. Right. So I think it just kind of, like you said, depends. And if you're conjuring clothes and you accidentally lose that conjure, then you're not wearing anything, and that would be bad. So <laughs> Yeah. Hi, it's Cora. Just a reminder that spells can be cancelled with a finite incantatum, because Lavender told Hermione 
that she had to cancel the spell on her hair the normal way, meaning finite, because she couldn't say it without ruining Hermione's hair. So there's that. Oh, look, it's yeah. the wizard's new clothes. Yeah. You got to make sure you always have at least a real cloak. <laughs> so you can just go, whoops. Remus's <laughs> clothes just disintegrate. <laughs> I'm sure there's fanfics on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Remus, your clothes are so old, they're going to fall apart. Let me buy you new ones. No, serious. I totally don't need new clothes. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm easily amused. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. Yeah. it happens. So Snape does warn Harry that the minister may be wanting to talk to him. And also that he is going to take Harry by night bus because he wants Harry to have experienced all modes of transportation. That's kind of funny. I mean, it, it's like, it just seems like there's like, it just amuses me. I don't know why that amused me. Just you should experience all forms of transportation. Okay. Yes. For me, Snape it's kind of more like a wizard this, PSA. this is this is more of a this is me trying to get even with everything that you ever done to me. I'm going to make you take the night bus. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's channeling his thing Old with self. James just into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it says at the end that you know at least now. Harry knows that that exists, and if he gets in trouble or something, he can summon the night bus and knows he can do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, mm-hmm. instead of in canon, where he trips just totally and just happens to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. look, there's a bus. Had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, they leave the the shop in their... The rope shop. They're on their and they're way. heading back to the Leaky Cauldron, but Severus can tell they're being followed. Yeah, and he says, if Use that port key and activate it if spells are exchanged or whatever. And Harry says, okay. And then they're in the pub and this man says, Mr. Potter. And he tries to get to Harry. And of course, Snape gets in his way. And he's, please, please help me. And it turns out that it's a werewolf who's been a werewolf for a really long time. Okay. This, this, okay. Has anybody seen the Green Mile? Yes. No. Don't think okay. so, no. Well, it's about this guy on de- death row. Pretty, I'm going to sum up. It's 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 important. It's a Stephen King novel, so you know there's some kind of little bit of like magical element in some aspects of it most of the time. In the in the, this pr- this prisoner, he is just he's on death row, and what he does, like one one of the officers has a urinary tract infection, and he grabs a hold of the guy, grabs him by the crotch. And he kind of like sucks in all this, all the bad stuff mm-hmm. and cures him. And for some reason, when Harry talks about all this stuff, it, this is, I picture this. That's the scene. Now, what Trisha has not told you is that this, this man that is in prison is huge. Yes. He is a very big black man that everybody is terrified of. And they think he's a murderer. And he is just this wonderful spirit. He's Hagrid. He's Hagrid. Yeah, he is. He's this wonderful spirit. And he just is a very simple, very nice person who's been accused of something that he did not do. And the 
person with the urinary tract infection in the movie is Tom Hanks. Just throwing that out there. And he has the longest pee anybody I've ever seen on TV. Tom Hanks pees a lot on movies. He just does. I I can't think of a movie where Tom Hanks has peed. Maybe Uh, I might have a gap in my Tom Hanks viewing. Well, he pees a lot in The Green Mile. He pees in... uh, Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. Oh, League of Their Own. Yeah, he pees in that one, too. I'm sure there's more. I think he he does that either right before or right after he says that line. I think this is a new Puffalo that we're discussing. <laughs> All the scenes for Tom Hanks is five <laughs> points to the person who who category who will make a list of all the all this all the movies that Tom Hanks peed in. Yeah, if you can come up with ones we missed, five points to your house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of a segue from that. <laughs> well, but at any rate, they are confronted by this werewolf and. Harry decides he's going to try and help him. He's aware that it might be harder than it was with <coughs> Alan because he Alan. had only been bitten like three days before. It hasn't been that long. Is his yeah. name Alan or it's, is it It's not Andy. Alan. Andy. There it is. I knew it wasn't Andy, Alan. That's it. Like, I knew there was Alan? an A name. I knew that was wrong as I said it, but I couldn't remember what the right one was. That's okay. I, I was going to call him Kevin and then... You're calling him Alan triggered me to remember Andy, so I don't know why I was going to call him Kevin. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Whatever his name was that we've already healed. Oh, there's been times where I have renamed characters because I didn't like their names mm-hmm. in books. I, I've done that, or I can't pronounce them, yep. so I'll I'll start. I I call them different names. Ryan makes up completely Draco Malfoy existing characters like uh, <laughs> Bob from the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I re- I read one of what was it, Kite Runner, and one of the characters I couldn't pronounce his name, but he started with an A, so I called him asshole the whole entire time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, he was an asshole, so and it started with an A, so I thought it was very appropriate. It sounds appropriate. So Harry says that he will try, and he asks Severus to perform the Petrificus Totalis, so that. To I keep him still, because yep. he's teen. Andy was thrashing a bit, and he was able to keep him still because he's not that much bigger than Harry. Mm-hmm. But this is this a full-grown full man. man, so he petrifies him, and he tries out the curse be no more thing, and it's tough. It's a lot stronger. It's a lot deeper. And for a while there, he thinks it might not work, but he just sort of screws up his stubbornness and says, "No, I'm going to do this," mm-hmm. and then. He somehow accesses the extra magic that he got back when he took the curse off of Andy. And that goes through and it basically acts like a vaccine. Yeah. Because it can it can deal with the werewolf curse much easier than anything Harry can do on his own. And so it just goes through and burns that out and then there's still some left to come back to him again. Yeah, some of it comes back to him and some of it goes into this man and he's healed. And he bursts into tears all over Harry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And his name is Walter McCaffrey. So he may show up again. Mm -hmm. And Harry says, I love this. Because Tom's like, is he really cured? And Harry looks at Walter and he says, you are no longer a carrier or a sufferer of the curse. You are no longer a werewolf. And the man is like, I will do anything. I am in your debt. So Harry is accruing life debts left and right here. 
Chase. And then Snape says, uh, we're going to be late. We have to go now. <laughs> Bye. Everybody is in the pub has basically been staring at them and just sort of, and they have to start talking about it, of course. Mm-hmm. Ta-ta for now. And then people like come and like kneel where Harry, like it's kind of getting a little creepy. It's like people come and they kneel where Harry knelt. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it is. Uh, this is this is the point. At at some point, sometimes I'm I ha- I've had a little trouble with with this fic because it was just it was just too much. It, <laughs> it was just. It, I mean, it was just like oh, Harry. I mean, he's literally like Jesus, like walking in. Yes. Solid. Yeah. Now I have healed. Now I have healed you, and now I have healed you, and you, and you, and also you. Not yeah. you. Though. Not you. And I got, and I was getting to the point where I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna have followers, and it's gonna, it, yeah, I, 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 I was having a little trouble. I had a little it trouble. It works because Harry doesn't realize any of that. He'd probably be like, no, go away. Like, go have some lunch or something. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and he does have, what's his name, who, you know, just wants him. Zacharias, is it Zacharias Smith that's being such <laughs> yes. a... He's always the token mean Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he's the asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Since book five, it's been Zacharias. Before that, it was Ernie. Sometimes it's both. The the evil Hufflepuff. This yeah, you gotta have one evil. You gotta have one evil Hufflepuff. And one evil Hufflepuff, yeah. one good Slytherin. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there there can only be one. It's like it's like you know <laughs> yeah. the dark and the light. There can only be one at a time. Well, it's yeah. not really dark and light. Whatever. I'm, well, I'm mix. I'm. I am mixing several things. Genres. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like anything. I mean, you gotta have the yin and the yang. You gotta. Yes, you gotta counterbalance each other. I was like getting. I, I. I was using like Sith language, but I was getting at yin and the yang. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. <laughs> Very confusing. Now Never I'm mind. picturing a fic where it's like one of those. Dimension jumping fix, and Harry from closer to canon goes into a thing and discovers that the Hufflepuffs are the evil house and the Slytherins all are all fine. <laughs> it's just like, what what's going one? on? There's, oh. there's, there's one where uh, Tom Riddle became a Hufflepuff and made all the Hufflepuffs evil. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that we were supposed to do for Spellcast that didn't get it's, done. It's called, like, it's, it, I can't pronounce it. It's In called, surgery. like, in, in surgery. surgery. Yeah. yeah. I still I haven't guess... read that one. I just know about it because of the spellcasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Twenty points for 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 the twenty house points were for the person who can do a one shot of Harry going into the old canon Harry going to the alternate universe where the Hufflepuffs are evil. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd and be it's fun. A little like I just opened it again. I don't remember this very much but it's a little animal f- ah, this is it sounds like animal farm <laughs> individuals who go against the best interests of the house are not welcome a member of hufflepuff is never alone never without protection if you are worthy of respect you will have it but first you must prove yourself if you then overstep yourself the house will withdraw all support and bury you if you cut a hufflepuff out from the herd and let him hold the banner for his house he will shine <laughs> so there uh-huh. you go go hufflepuff evil hufflepuff is communism <laughs> Something, <laughs> dear damn huggers! <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, I'm outnumbered. 
But we yeah. have Teddy Lupin. They're, they're, co- they're coming. They're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're the nice ones. Yes. So they end up getting to Malfoy Manor, and the night bus was as interesting as always, but mm-hmm. uh, they managed to keep Harry upright the whole time. <laughs> and Severus tells him to be careful what he says because people will pay attention and always to stay in sight. Mm-hmm. And Narcissa is there to open the door and she can't help herself from kind of touching him on the cheek. And Harry's not sure what to do with that. Yeah. But she introduces himself and he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> he f- freezes like a deer in headlights. Uh, why are you touching this me? This random woman is touching me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's touching me. <laughs> that's how my dog acts when i put the kitten so I, we're trying to get the dog and the kitten to kind of be friends and you know you have to understand the difference here the dog weighs 105 pounds and the kitten weighs three and the what kitten can't we be friends yeah what can't we be friends? sorry so the kitten was almost asleep in my arms and bonnie was asleep on her bed so i put the baby down next to Bonnie's tummy, and the kitten just laid there, and I was like, yes, success! Because usually the kitten growls at the dog, and the dog, and the dog's like, oh my god, oh my god, it's touching me, it's touching me, and she's got her back leg, and she's like scratching the kitten, trying to get it away from her. I'm like, Bonnie, <laughs> stop it! And then the kitten's like, ah, I'm being attacked, and runs away. It did not work. And Bonnie's just like, she's so terrified of this little tiny kitten, it's like, Bonnie, it's a baby! Come on! And she's like, no, it, 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 it touched me. Not something she's used to. I guess you kind of have to raise them together so they understand that this other weird thing is okay. <laughs> well, if the kitten hadn't hissed at her at the beginning, it would have been fine. But because the kitten has already shown its displeasure, then Bonnie is like, oh, no, it doesn't like me. I can't. I can't be anywhere near it. And she's very jealous of the kitten right now. Anytime we call the kitten, the dog comes. I'm here. I'm here. You love me, remember? I come to you. Yeah. So this morning, Bonnie was on her bed again, and the kitten was just, like, playing all around the bed and playing peekaboo with Bonnie. And Bonnie's just looking at me with these eyes that said, please make it go away. Make it leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) so we're getting closer the kitten's ready now i just have to get the dog ready it's very sad yeah there's i don't remember where it was exactly but there are video collections of giant dogs being terrified by cats Mm -hmm. and there's also one where the cats are all or the dogs are all trying to be friends and the cat is just like go away what are you doing (laughs) You are a dog. You are not to be my friend. Oh, That's I was thinking of, of Alex and the cat and the kitten. Mm-hmm. And yeah, have you ever seen the whiskers ones of, now that I have customarily hitched at you 435 times, yeah. now I can show you the ways of the of the thing. And it goes, and there's this thing called vacuum. It <laughs> screams and eats things. <laughs> it's yeah. the diary of a cat. Yeah, yeah. Zay Frank yeah. is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Those are fun. Oh, so funny. Yeah. And there's a dog one, too. his own that he did on on YouTube, and I think they must have seen that, because then they did it in the ad campaign as well. Okay. I Let's think get that's the one effect. I was talking about last week, about yep. the, 
And the cat who was who can only sleep on the pair of black pants or a keyboard that's in use. <laughs> of course. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. They're great fun. It's it's the guy's voice. The guy has a great voice that does yep. it. And and the pictures that they have of the cats and stuff like that are just like <laughs> it's perfect with it. And it's like yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. My food dish is now half empty. Clearly, I will starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the pic. Back to the pic. All right. So Narcissa brings in Harry and says, Lucius, our honored guest is here. And Lucius is like, yay. Excellent. And excellent. He... So Harry gives him the gloves that he picked up that are monogrammed with an M. Mm-hmm. And Lucius yeah, is like. He quite likes them. Mm-hmm. But he should be the one bestowing gifts, not Harry. But he noticed that he takes it and keeps it. Yes, well, it's the custom to offer a gift to the host of a party like this. And that's Mm -hmm. what Severus told him. So he got these. And so Luxus is going to follow the custom. But he also thinks he he definitely owes Harry a lot more than Harry owes him. Yeah, which is true. Which he's not entirely comfortable with. But he's going to go through with that anyway. So he introduces him to all his um, uh, Slytherin parents, and then some of the governors and so on, and then finally to Cornelius. And so they have their little conversation about having healed this boy, and yes, he did do that. And could you possibly help others? Because, you know, people are coming to me asking about it, and I have to tell them something. I'm the minister, after all. (laughs) I love Harry. Well, I just cured an adult about an hour ago. He's been a werewolf for a long time. An adult? Where? At the Leaky Cauldron. Did anyone see you? Oh, yeah, lots of people. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. Bye. Damage control. (laughs) Nice to meet you. My public relations people. That's one way to deal with fudge. Give him something else to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I just like it. He goes, do I... He needs to he needs to verify what what you said. And once he does, I imagine he'll need to prepare for the press. Oh, don't concern yourself over it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's done now. Nothing anybody can do about it now. Yep. Okay. Mhm. And then Draco comes over. Hey, Potter. Hey, yeah. Draco. And Harry's actually relieved that somebody's calling him Potter. Mm-hmm. Just acting normally, really. And then we have a brief moment following the minister to he's talking about he's gone to St. Mungo's and yes, this is this fellow and he is on record as being a werewolf and no, he's not anymore. And then we go back to the actual dinner. Harry's been seated next to Mr. Malfoy and Draco and then uh, Daphne. Daphne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess Draco is on the other side of Mr. Malfoy and then Daphne's on the other side of Harry. Yeah. And Coral- better than Pansy. Coral thinks that Greengrass is a great name. Yeah, she knows what those things mean. And they, so they they don't talk about much. They just sort of have small talk. And uh, Mr. Greengrass wants to know why he's interested in healing. And he talks about, well, you know, I've, I'd always liked being, the idea of being a doctor. And then it just sort of came on once I realized I could do the parcel magic. And Yeah, the Dursleys come up and that causes a little trouble, but they're able to kind of get beyond that quickly. They mentioned that they're surprised that Harry's a Hufflepuff, but this, yeah, a lot of people are, but yeah, I think me it's too. great. I'm still kind of like, huh? <laughs> but he likes Professor Sprout, so it's all good. 
And they don't really talk about the werewolves, which kind of surprises Harry until they get to dessert, because um, I guess they've gone through the, the etiquette enough now. And so Mr. Knott wants to know how long he's been working on this parcel magic thing. And basically it's been since the start of school, so a few months now. He's like, really? <laughs> and you managed to heal Draco with like two weeks of practice. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when Coral gets to come out and meet a few people. Pansy def- definitely does not want to pet the snake, but Daphne will. Daphne's made of sterner stuff. I wouldn't pet Carl. I'm with you, Pansy. Sorry, <laughs> Carl. I'd pet her. Depends on the situation. I probably would in something like that. But I don't know. Daphne recognizes that Coral has something to say, and that's when Harry says, yeah, she likes your name. Mm-hmm. So the green grasses are pleased about that. Lucius gives Harry a gift. The gift of Dobby. <laughs> and Harry's not quite sure what to do with this. And well, Harry never knows. What Merry to do Christmas! With Here's a slave. Yeah, oh, and mm-hmm. you know it's done very formally so that Coral and Harry both feel the magic pass to them, or Coral feels the magic pass to Harry as well. And then Lucius wants nothing more to do with Dobby, and and, he, and Harry's like, "Uh, what do I do?" And he's like, "Well, your elf can wait outside." And Harry's like. It's cold out there. so he... um, Go wait at the long bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. And then they basically have part and everybody offers their thanks. And we move on to the next chapter and Harry's sort of has to talk to Snape about, um, did I just get a slave? My favorite part is Draco goes, you'll like having Dobby Potter. And you know he's kind of like giggling at it. And he goes, He's pretty entertaining at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Harry's going to treat him a whole lot better than they ever did. Of course. It's Dobby. I love my Dobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, got to work him in there somewhere. So yeah. Harry asks quite a few questions about what house elves are like and are they actually, in- how intelligent are they and are they really slaves and what's going on and Snape explains that, well, yes, there's an aspect of that to it, and he certainly was with the Malfoys, but there's serving people is gives them purpose, and they enjoy it, and it actually supplies some, a lot of their magic. So you don't want to necessarily give them clothes, because most of them would be horrified by that. But you don't have to treat him like a slave. You can treat him as a friend. And Harry's like, okay, I can do that. And then Snape lets uh, lets him know that he's got a ton of mail that's not being forwarded to him because Mrs. Longbottom did not want to deal with it. They're taking care of it for him. And he's like, uh, okay, isn't that rude? He's like, well, perhaps, but you're getting all kinds of things and some of it's not good and it's just better that we take care of this. Yeah, you've been getting letters since you were an infant. And any actual stuff that people send you gets put in your vault. And most of these ones so far have been are not urgent and they'll wait till you get back to school. Mm-hmm. You can a lot of them are probably people looking for autographs and you don't even have to reply if you don't want to, but it's up to you. Yeah. You could be signing your headshot forever or you can just ignore them. Well, I mean, all he has to do is get a con- conjuring, like writing or something like that, isn't? Isn't that what Gilderoy did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then was, he made that's, uh, conjoined writing, as in oh yeah, handwriting. conjoined writing. 
because he was he was working on getting past printing back to cursive. Was... Yeah, and he was signing them and making Harry address the envelopes during the yes. detention. <laughs> P.S. Are you still there? Yes, I okay. am. Just hadn't heard from you in a while. I wanted to check Sorry. and make sure you were alive. I was just entertained listening. Didn't <laughs> no. really have anything to say. That's fine. That's allowed to. It just as long as we're not stepping on you too much. Nope. And yeah, that you didn't drop and I didn't notice because <laughs> I miss these things on occasion. So we like to check in. So we have Dumbledore who is very excited that the day is finally over. He's been in meetings all day with the internal. International Confederation of Wizards. It started out with just Cornelius, but it got bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. The first day, Cornelius called a Wizengamot meeting, and he had to be there because he's the Supreme Mugwump. So that was mm-hmm. there for two hours. And then he had to go to the International Confederation meeting and just, yeah, mm-hmm. lots of stuff. Yeah, and basically what they've come up with, and I'm not sure if it's here or somewhere else, but they want Harry to heal some werewolves so that they can prove that it's actually and none of the different states or countries or whatever can agree on you know so they all want to bring their own so they get it condensed down to 14 people that he's going to have to heal in one afternoon which i'm sorry (laughs) they just kind of make him do that yeah 14 (laughs) people in one afternoon give me a break tired if he hadn't figured out the way to do it he'd be Dead exhausted. And you end up in the hospital wing again. This is not... It's like, do you even want to, like... I mean, even if it wasn't physically taxing, it's like, could you even sit and talk to 14 patients in one afternoon? Yeah. They're they're not being very considerate of Harry, but of course, you know, they would not do that. Well, you know what? It it, it is a government-controlled health plan over there, so yeah. They probably have... A doctor can't see, or a healer can see 14 patients in one afternoon. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) <laughs> this is just those are the most intransigent nations that won't believe a cure from somewhere else like the um, people from St. Mungo's have vouched that these two people have been cured but they want to have someone from their own country get cured mm-hmm. so they have their own proof and they haven't quite thought that maybe 14 is a bit much and they could do like 7 and 7 or something anyway they're going to have to have an international meeting with Harry at some point so Dumbledore will have to figure out when that can work. And then Severus comes back and he wants to know how the party went. And Severus is like, uh, unexpected? <laughs> I, or was it eventful? It was uneventful. He was hoping it was uneventful. And he says, well, it's better than I thought it might be. But Mr. Potter might find it difficult to accept their gift because uh, he now owns Dobby. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. <laughs> I'm like, I like all this. That is unexpected mm-hmm. quite because <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Lucius really doesn't like owning a life debt so he sort of figures well this is kind of a life thing uh, let's do that <laughs> here's, yeah. a, here's a life back he knows life that, that I don't like it I think it's in- insignificant here you go. Yeah, he knows that it won't take that away but he needed to do a big show of giving him something because everybody was watching yeah so this is like the, I didn't buy you anything, so I'm just going to give you something that's lying around. Uh, I don't think it's like that. Because later on in the chapters that I, at least I read for today, Lucius actually lets us know how much the life debt needs means to him and exactly how far he's willing to go for it. So 
That's Lucius. Lucius becomes. You know what? He's a dad, and he'd mm-hmm. do anything for his family. And yep. so it's it's kind of. I mean, in so many ways, that's kind of how I always seen Lucius. Anyhow. Yeah, Narcissa for sure. Mm-hmm. Carrie saved their son's life, so yeah, they're they're grateful. They just it's awkward because it happens to be Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it would be great if it was anybody else. Mm-hmm. So Neville's already in bed, and Mrs. Longbottom sends Harry up, and he's like, "Okay, now what do I do?" And he's very quietly, he's like, "Dobby, pop." It's so funny the uh, the text reader really reads "pop" with a real sound to it it's really it's like okay it's like i just wanted to say good night to you mm-hmm. yeah which he's makes like do you know cry. do you need a bed you know where to sleep it's so cute he's so sure dobby it's just so sweet mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> dobby's eyes widened exponentially as if he just heard proof of something completely impossible like unicorns being seen prancing on mars <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the unicorns are on Mars again! Yay! Oh no! So he, uh, they have a, a little moment here, and then Dobby fluffs the pillow and everything, and before he heads off, is there anything else? Do you want some water? No, thank you, Dobby. Carl's like he's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Dobby, we switch to the- Remus, whom we haven't seen since the whole werewolf curing thing. <laughs> yeah. His best friend's son can cure like ooh, usually I can usually I can say this word really, really well, but today I'm not gonna be able to say it. Remus knows Walter McCaffrey. So yeah, it's a interesting thing. I see this Remus here is very is very canon. I think is very canon to Re uh, Canon Remus. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just I, I'm very glad because she or he um portrays him like that he's very humble he doesn't he's like you know what i'm always remus doesn't think he's worthy of things kind of thing right and i i like i like it he's like oh he gets his hope up he's like oh maybe i can be next but he's like you know what i'm gonna back off and snape mentions you know i'm sure harry would heal you if you asked about it Mm-hmm. yeah but he's he's not wanting to do that and actually that turns out good too and then we have Christmas Day. Yay! Yay! Christmas Yay. Day. And Harry actually gets presents. Woohoo! He gets a hand-drawn picture from Andy, as well as a little wolf stuffed animal, which I think is really cute. And it's Harry's <laughs> very first, probably, stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He got one from Hagrid and Sprout and Snape and Neville. Hagrid gives him the flute. Um, Reference to Sprout got him a chocolate frog. And um, Professor Snape gave him some pretty good, a pretty good potion set, but he's yeah. not supposed to tell anybody about it. <laughs> yeah, and Neville gave him a plant, which I love. And so. he also gets a chocolate frog from Professor Sprout, so apparently she gives out frogs to all her Hufflepuffs. That's sweet. I like Professor Sprout. Yeah, I do too. I'm surprised she didn't give him a tentacula. Mike! <laughs> <laughs> Well, she might once she gets to know which ones are good in herbology, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Not the first years. Yeah, Neville. She give one to Neville, but I think that's about it. So then, Do- uh, Harry has a heart to heart with Dobby about his clothes, and what's decided is that Dobby can wear a uniform, 
And he, and so Harry sends him to Madame Malkins with some money and a note that says, if I need to add more money to this, just let me know and I will. But please, can you do something with this house elf? Because I can't stand looking at him the way he is. Which, yeah, he's in a freaking pillowcase. Yeah, a filthy pillowcase. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get a, a uniform with the Potter family crest on it. Yeah. So that doesn't quite count as giving him clothes, so it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have a bit of uh, a shift to Snape's point of view and a bit of information about wizarding werewolves. There are 57 registered in England. People assume there's probably about 70, actually. They, they uh, figure Harry could probably cure all of them, but Madame Pomfrey's unlikely to let him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's only 11. <laughs> yeah, but after he cured the last one, and we didn't really mention this, he told Snape about the white magic, and Snape sort of yelled at him because, you need to tell people things like this? And Harry's mm-hmm. like, oops, sorry. Tell people so, things about me? What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know how to do that. So. I talk to people. I open my mouth and I speak words. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So and, and so we he, have this uh, pure white magic that goes into him and sort of helps. And it, be- it basically is lycanthropy antibodies, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're having a bit of a conversation between him and the headmaster and Pomfrey and Sprout be- about Harry having to go to this international confederation meeting sometime that week and they want 14 people and he says well at least it's down from 25 (laughs) originally it was more than 25 and thankfully some of the nations are willing to trust other people (laughs) to actually bring real werewolves because that's kind of what they're doing like oh yeah you're saying they cured a werewolf he probably wasn't a werewolf to start with Mm mm-hmm and so um, Sprout wonders if this um, this magic that he has is the reason that he was able to live through the killing curse, and they're not sure. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering if other people can extract this white magic somehow and use it to cure werewolves themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can figure out how healers can do it. And they decide that they need to tell him that he's really a sleeping mage. Because they don't want to tell him too soon, but they don't want to wait too long because he does have all this power. And they think that he should be aware of it because if it wakes up and suddenly he's flooded with power, he's not going to know what to do with it. He's not going to be able to handle it emotionally, right. physically. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Trisha's favorite person. Uh, no. And... She says, what's the matter? And he says, well, I just got a letter from the minister. And she's upset because there's not supposed to be any mail. She <laughs> She's a little bit okay with the fact that it's the minister, but not very much. <laughs> and she feels like it should have been relayed through her. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be protective of him. And, and that's why I can't hate her as much as I hated Molly. Because she does have his best interests in, yeah, in stopping the mail. coming. I mean, in so many ways, she's also selfish because I, I know she doesn't want all that mail there. But the thing is, yeah, she's right. She should He shouldn't have all the mail because he's only 11 years old. He right. needs to enjoy some life. Right. I think she, she has his best interests, but she has a little bit of a, um, 
Oh my gosh, I can't, I don't have any words tonight. She, her way of going about it is a little bit, like, she, she just said, told them to redirect the mail without telling him. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, she's high-handed. I love that she says, well, you need to let them know what you're going to do. And he's like, um, I don't think I have a choice in the matter. This is the Minister of Magic. I have to do whatever he wants. Okay. And so. she wants him to let her know once. He knows when exactly this is happening, and so on. So then he wakes up to the sound of an owl pecking at the window, and I love Coral. Harry, there's a bird that's got something for you. <laughs> She's half asleep. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting up. And with it's large, from Dumbledore. Yep, loopy handwriting. And they're coming at eight tomorrow to take him to the ministry. Please have his things packed, as he'll he won't be coming back to the Longbottoms after that. He'll be going. Over to Hogwarts with Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that they abbreviate his middle names. Albus PWB Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so he starts to pack and then he remembers that he's supposed to have Dobby do it. And Dobby is just tickled to have something to help. <laughs> and he's in his new sporty, handsome uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Makes him more confident and less unbalanced. <laughs> Hopefully. And he's not sure whether it's because he's more used to Harry or maybe he's getting feeling more like he has a purpose or something. But mm-hmm. it's good anyway. And Harry and Neville have been researching the human anatomy and trying to come up with a way to help his parents. And so Harry, when Harry says goodbye to Neville, he says, well, Neville says, I'll keep reading. I'll keep looking and I'll see you in a couple of days. So off Harry goes and they're going to take a port key and it's a special Liechtenstein special port key that will take them anywhere in the world and of course it's a sock what else would it be <laughs> yeah well that's what he wants he wants socks mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and we have a little bit about mrs fig and harry's talks about how you know he never got to really do anything if the family was going somewhere or doing something special that always left him with mrs fig but she has really smart cats mm-hmm. then he tells him about the zoo and the, the boa constrictor mm-hmm. yeah and they get there and harry has a really hard time and so does coral actually with the recovering from the port key yeah and they hope they get better yeah and he says they do slightly, but mostly it's just that you get a stronger stomach and better balance. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, goody. Yeah. And he says, stay next to me. Okay. And apparently the International Confederation is a little bit more direct uh, than the ministry, which is good sometimes because it mm-hmm. gets them, they can actually get things done, but it also sometimes is too aggressive and gets people upset, so... Don't be alarmed if someone raises their voice because that happens. Yes. Um, so they. And then we move to Curse Be No More, chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Head into this room, and there's lots of people, and Harry gets to meet. How are we saying this? Age? Age? A A G E. I don't know this name. A A G. I was calling it Age. Age? Yeah. I'd probably say, like, Odge or something, but I don't really know. We could look it up, I suppose, if it's an actual Ethiopian name. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. And so 
But he's a friendly bloke, and, and he and Dumbledore seem to be good friends, and he's happy to meet Harry, but they're waiting for him, so you better get in there. And Did he still have the kid prepare or anything? No, I know. Jeez, he didn't have, he just poor keyed, internationally poor keyed, for the first time in his life. And he had a little upset stomach. Let him get him some Pepto and let him calm down for five minutes. No, no, they're waiting. They're impatient people. So he goes mm-hmm. in and Harry says, or Dumbledore says, you know, he's, I'm his escort and he's under my protection. Make sure that everybody knows this. Okay. Apparently it's not a common Ethiopian name necessarily, but a lot of Danish and Norwegian people have it. Those are in the list on Wikipedia anyway. Hmm. So. The healers kind of introduce themselves to Harry and says, you know, and Harry tells them about the white magic and tells that he gets some of it and some of it stays in the patient and that he's using that to destroy the curse. It's sort of like an antidote. And they are going to take readings from the people before and after to prove that they were werewolves and that they are no longer werewolves. And then when Coral comes out, everybody's like, (gasps) except for the healers who are all like, yeah, we expected that. You know, parcel magic snake kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And the first person that they bring up is a woman who's in her mid thirties. She's, obviously terrified she doesn't know what's going to happen to her she's bound and guarded by this brute of a guard and when harry tries to go to heal her the guard's like don't get too close and harry's like i can't heal her unless i touch her (laughs) and dumbledore comes over and says i will protect him go sit down (laughs) this guy's just like ooh. yeah i mean the poor woman i mean she's under guard and all this stuff and i'm like i see her like in chains or something like that I'm yeah like, she is and i'm just like oh, mm-hmm. she's not turning into a werewolf now yeah but some I, people... know, it's like, I guess they do is it supposed to be like they do different things in like different countries does it even mm-hmm. say what country yeah. this woman's from i don't remember yeah yeah so and it's... the thing is why would you want to change a, a prisoner change a nice innocent person from it seems well, like I mean, she, well, I think a, she is a nice, innocent person. Like they said, just like they, they captured just this, her. Like Lithuania chains werewolves. That's what they do there. Um, yeah, I think that's the idea. Oh yeah, or they like kidnapped her off the street. They knew she was a werewolf. They kidnapped her off the street, handcuffed her, and brought her to this thing. And she has no idea what's going to happen to her. Yeah, I mean, I think it seemed like like even in the canon, and sometimes it seems like some circles in some places it seems like they treat werewolves like wild animals mm-hmm. maybe because, like, it could be right. like, it's it sounds like like Fender Grayback talks I mean I think if this is not a can then please just kick me off but it says that he has like a pack and it's implied that they live as a pack you mm-hmm. know yeah. when it's not mm-hmm. the full moon and anything so I think there are like factions of werewolves that live like wild animals Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he gets Dumbledore to bind to this woman as Yeah, it's it's some of them it's you they kind of have nothing else to do because they're not sure how else to live their lives. Mm-hmm. And we get we get the impression that uh, muggles can be werewolves too. But right. uh, it just yeah, happens less. Right. They either don't survive the change or 
they're just not around very often to get bit. Mm -hmm. That I think is a, I don't know if there's reference to muggle werewolves in canon or if that's a fanfic thing. I know know I've read it in fanfic. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think it says, I think it even says, like I said, I, I can't remember for sure. But was there a period of time where it wasn't certain that Fedra Greyback was a wizard? I don't remember that. I think it, we always thought he. I always thought he was a wizard. Yeah, I always thought I, he was. I definitely know that there are muggle. I am. I, I can't even think of why I feel like I know this, but there's definitely muggle werewolves because either in his pack or they're like chained up at the ministry. That just seems like it's canon or referenced in canon. Hmm. I don't remember that. Uh huh. It says now. Let's see. Where is the source of this? Is this a game thing? or ah, There's a Pottermore thing about it, apparently. Most muggles who are bitten just die from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I su- suspected. That's what I would assume. Yeah. Most muggles will die from the extent of their injuries in the instant of a werewolf attack. If a werewolf is in human form and bites the victim, they merely gain lupin tendencies such as a fondness for rare meat. That happened to Bill. Mm-hmm. Any bite or scratch obtained from a werewolf, whether in human or animal form, leaves permanent scars, but fresh wounds can be sealed with certain mixtures of things. And it's not hereditary. Apparently, this is more Pottermore stuff that I didn't read, but if two werewolves mate at the full moon, then you end up with regular wolf cubs. Oh no. Oh. oh no! Don't say that. You'll encourage them. I mean, this seems like <laughs> this seems like ew. Mm-hmm. Rumors of werewolves living in the Forbidden Forest at Hogwarts are actually about a pack of Lupin werewolf offspring that are released into the woods with the permission of Dumbledore and has lived there ever since. Yeah, they're the ones Hagrid played with as a boy. They're just they're regular wolves with near human intelligence. They don't mm-hmm. pass lycanthropy. So that's kind of cool. Totally reminds me of Tuesday, where they're like, "So Minerva, oh excuse me, so Professor McGonagall, if you're in cat form, can you have kittens?" <laughs> <laughs> Damn Hufflepuffs! <Yeah>. But <laughs> that's like, how does that work? So like, they made it the full moon, and then they changed back, and so she's like pregnant with with wolf fetuses for ew. Yeah, it's that is kind of weird. Like I said, don't encourage them. This sounds like some awful fanfic. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I just can't believe that's canon. It's a Pottermore like thing. Every so. single one of the like, you know, like well, werewolf, padfoot, whatever, thick just became true. And no, go away. Oh. <laughs> well, they are both male, so that wouldn't work. I know, but like. It's the only one where that comes up because they're he can turn into a dog and he turns into a wolf. It's not really it comes up with any other Remus ships, but well, and yeah. you have to think that you know even if they do mate, they aren't necessarily going to become pregnant, right? So yeah. it doesn't happen a lot, probably. I just I, I'm sorry. I just like the idea that he's sterile. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would make sense. But then there won't be any Teddy. So never mind. There you go. Maybe he's sterile as a wolf. Maybe. <laughs> now I just have this image of like that they can't just stop him from running around and looking for wolves or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop humping things. 
right. Well, let's now wait, on. wait, 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 Scott. Are you reading that correctly? Is it that two werewolves meet, mating, or it would is it a werewolf mating with a female wolf? Because I could see that it really said easily. Two werewolves. Yeah, I see that. Okay. I'm that just, just like that just makes no sense to me because like I said, sure the next morning the she's going to change back, and it's like, would it even implant wolf fetuses in the human uterus? Uterus. Yeah. yeah. That's just really weird. I mean, I can't. It's like I can't believe it's canon just because I can't believe it's, they'd just ha- they'd have to be born on another so full weird moon. And gross mm-hmm. and strange. Like, yeah, it sounds like bad fanfic. Apparently, it's only <laughs> happened twice in recorded history. Okay, well, my good. question. My question is, maybe, it's, maybe the whole the whole process only happens in one night. Like they have it, they like have sex, and bam, the baby's out super fast. No, I don't think they, that works either. Well, how long? How long does a dog preg- How long does a dog be pregnant? Two or three months. Okay, well, that's it. Two or three months, and I mean, I think. So I think that would probably be all, the pregnancy wouldn't take long. No, two months. Would you be pregnant with puppies for two months? I don't know. I've never had puppies. <laughs> Regular wolf gestation period is sixty-two to seventy-five days, apparently. Yeah, I was just looking yeah. up dogs. Dogs are about sixty-three days. Huh? So probably the second full moon after it happens, you wind up with puppies. <laughs> and it's like they, I don't they, know. It, it's it's know one of those weird things. Like, do they remember what they did as a wolf? So you could like be running through the forest mate with this male wolf and so then you wake up the next morning and you're pregnant with puppies well the thing is she'll only have one day after she gives the birth to the puppies to nurse how are how are these puppy how are these puppies going to survive after that day I know. they birth the puppies in the forest and then she she wakes up with these puppies lying there next to her i mean do she, or does the, the wolf leave the puppies behind and I don't know. I don't know. No. Oh. Maybe oh you God, take care I'm of them. You just have puppies. I'm images. <laughs> don't have images. I don't want to have puppies. I don't want puppies. <laughs> They're magic. The magic. After will when she wakes up, she Maybe gathers she up nipples. her. No. So she can go back and nurse them. When she wakes up, she gathers them up and takes them to wherever she's staying, and then she feeds them with a bottle. Yeah. I got my design. I had the images. She she still has like more than one nipple. Well, most women have more than one nipple. I mean, two nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, we get on straight. <laughs> this is, I think, is this worse than the peeing? The peeing household? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I miss the peeing household. <laughs> Oh, yeah, where were we're we? talking about pee and nipples and everything today. <laughs> oh heavens! Oh yes, no, he, he was... we, keep... we gotta keep... we gotta so, go forward. Harry was like, healing this Lithuanian the... werewolf. Yes, who is not Harry's healing a Lithuanian werewolf, and uh, he gets Dumbledore to bind her as before, so that she'll stay still, and people make notes about that, and mm-hmm. then he does his thing, and it works. Yeah. His eyes turn white when he does this, and there's this glow, and every time he heals one, there's a burst of white light that sort of explodes around them, and then that's how people know that it's actually worked. 
and this time he deliberately tries to use the white magic from the start in tr- instead of straining with his own magic first. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's hoping works. that means he won't get tired as quickly. Works much better. Yeah. And and he's really sweet to this woman. She's obviously scared, and he doesn't want to say that she's a werewolf. So he wants to. He asks how long she's been sick, and then after it's done, he also heals her wrist, which has been badly sprained, and she's just thrilled and somewhat shocked that this has just happened to her. And he goes through and heals. What there's twelve. There's supposed to be fourteen of them. 12 mm-hmm. other people and it gets easier each time and and they're it's like being in a, a a factory or whatever you know they're like he finishes one and they immediately have the next one for him they don't give him a time to rest it's terrible this poor I kid know. he's 11 this is like child endangerment i know yeah. no and it's not second- even child endangerment it's 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 child work loss man He's working probably yes. over, over like two And they don't even feed him started. lunch. Yeah. They're too cheap, according to Severus, to feed lunch. And then they're too picky. If they do feed lunch, then people are like, well, I don't like that. I'm like, these wizards are just terrible. Your wizards, your wizards caught yeah. you something. Yeah. Trans- transfigure the food into food you like. It will turn back in your stomach. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well. And then um, the next the second one is a little boy, mm-hmm. and he's kind of nervous about this whole thing. He doesn't know about this petrifying business, but Harry explains it makes it easier because then you won't shake so much. And he asks the woman if it hurts, and she shakes her head, so he goes ahead with it. Mm-hmm. And it works quite well for a while, uh, but then the ninth person—he's from see. New Zealand, yeah—and he's pretty much accepted that he's a werewolf. And he's okay with it. But since there's a way to get healed, he's okay with that, too. And then the 13th person, this old man, comes up and sits down. And Harry looks at him and says, you're not a werewolf. (laughs) Yeah. And then everybody goes, and there's outrage and screaming until Dumbledore says, silence. (laughs) Oh, let's discuss this like civilized people. (laughs) He goes, but no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so his representative says, well, we wanted to see if Harry was really telling the truth and if he could tell whether or not he was actually a healing werewolf. So Harry's passed this test. And yes, we do have a werewolf out here, but Harry has to come out and find him. And so. That seems like a little mean on top of all this. I mean, he can cure werewolves. Why do you care if he can find werewolves? Mm-hmm. Well, because if he can't figure out if it's not a werewolf, then maybe he really isn't curing them. Maybe it's all just a, a It's a big a hoax. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So, and then the next person, he stops by and he says, well, you're not a werewolf either. And so they go out walking and into the audience and people are a little upset because there are werewolves out in the audience among them. <gasps> Frightening. Mm-hmm. And one of them is an intern for the French representative. Mm-hmm. And so he heals her. And then the other one is the first guy who mentioned this test, Mr. Lee. Right. He, the representative himself is the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been a werewolf for about five years and nobody knew. And he's very, popular and well-liked so 
people are kind of weirded out. What? About a werewolf thing. is a regular normal person? Oh, dear, <laughs> oh, how does dear. that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I liked. I did like that. You know, bit that it's like he he's you know just finding these people that are werewolves mm-hmm. when he had to find the werewolf. Well, and he knows the feeling because he figured it out with Lupin. So, and they get the results back from a couple of scans that show that yes, the lycanthropy is really gone. So they figure that it's really true. And Dumbledore and Harry get to go back to the castle, and Dumbledore gets taken to Madame Pumphrey. Or Harry gets taken to Madame Pumphrey. (laughs) Harry's like, but I didn't use my magic. It's fine. I feel great. And Dumbledore says, Mm -hmm. I don't want to cross her and neither do you. I suppose not. Mm -hmm. Before they head over there, Dumbledore has something to give him, um, which happens to be a familiar looking cloak. Yes. Um, My body is gone. (laughs) I know. What happened to me? So he tells Harry to use it well, as he did in his note and canon. Mm-hmm. And then they head off to the infirmary. That's where Severus goes to find them. Or no, he's he's going to wait and see how things are at dinner. But when he's heading out of the dungeons, he runs into one of his Slytherins. Oh, that's just a passing thing. Now, what he's worrying about is... What about the werewolves who like being werewolves? What right. are they going to do? Fenrir is not going to be happy about this. I love this part because Dumbledore is like, I wonder what the elves are going to have for us. And Minerva says, well, you like to, to be a surprise. And he's like, yeah, I really hope it's a rare steak. And she's like, since when do you eat rare steaks? And he's like, I don't know, but it sure sounds good. <laughs> and, yeah. so, hmm, there might yeah, be some so side good. effects to this whole stuff mm-hmm. after all. And Flitwick wants to know how it went, and he says, oh, he cured all of them, and he's just fine. And he happily eats his juicy, rare steak. I want mine to be at least warm. Mm -hmm, Me too. If it's still bleeding, I don't want it. I'll do a little. Well, that's not what juicy means. Regular steaks are also juicy, unless you overcook them. Yeah. But in this case, it does talk about it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking a bite from the red steak. So it's a pretty I like, my, I like my pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a medium rare, which is pretty much, which is standard for like the cooking shows and things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like just a regular medium, which is more pink than red. And then once you start getting into medium well and well done, they start getting less pink. Yeah. Or, as some people would say, ruined. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like mine sort of medium, medium well, but most people... Well done, please. I don't most know the, pink. The, the food connoisseurs and such seem to like it better rare. I'm not sure why. But. I, I like mine medium. Um, I used to never... I used to like it well done. I didn't want any blood. But when, when I was pregnant with Arg... All I wanted was a bloody steak. <laughs> and I'm, I was looking at, like, me. And, I and we have hamburger. named the episode, Trisha is a Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's reminding me of a thing that I saw on Facebook, but I can't remember all of the details. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can Google it, but it's like the, the list of how steaks look and this is a rare steak this is 
medium rare steak and so on. They have some of them that are normal. Somebody has one that rare, medium rare, medium. No, wait, wait, what are you doing? No, seriously. Oh, now you've ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) And as they're heading back up to Snape and Dumbledore, heading up to Dumbledore's office and Dumbledore suddenly becomes dizzy and he has to hold on to the wall and Snape wants him to go to Madame Pomfrey, but of course he says, no, I'll feel fine. And he gets him up to bed and then Snape calls his house elf, which I love that he has a house elf and doesn't want anybody to know about it. Mittens. That's a terrible name for an elf. Mittens. Mittens. So It's cruel. You know, it's like because they can't have clothes. Because they what? Because they can't have clothes. Yeah. And so you name your house elf after clothes. That is kind of cruel. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And then, uh, so he tells Mittens that he's got a very important mission that nobody can find out about. And then we go to elsewhere where a grandfather is telling about how he met Harry Potter, but he's starting to feel a little pale and look a little ill and stuff like that. And it turns out that a dozen other people that were present at the meeting are also starting to get sick. Oh, dun 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 and off we go. All right. Well, are you going to leave us? Yeah, I'm going to leave you. I'm getting sleepy, and I need to go. I need to go to bed. Okay. We might so, do a chapter. Oh, a chapter or two more. These are long chapters. Yeah, mm-hmm. the white one is pretty long. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good night. Thank you for joining us. Good night. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. 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 And we have Mittens, who's popped into Albus's chambers, and she knows that if she just stands there a minute, that his house elf will show up and want to know what's going on. And so... And this elf's name is Saki. <laughs> I tell you, it's cruel. It is cruel. <laughs> Cruelty to house elves. <laughs> so, she imparts that... Dumbledore is ill. Snape has said to tell her that Dumbledore is ill. And Saki is a male, apparently. And asks for a piece of his hair and some of his blood. Which is a really hard thing because there's so much that evil that can be done with blood magic. Well, good stuff too, but it's not something that one does. Yeah, normally you don't give that sort of thing up lightly. But mm-hmm. he figures Madame Pomfrey knows which he's doing so or snape knows what what he's doing yeah but this is really interesting to me because okay in my mind a vial of blood is quite a bit right Mm -hmm. and so he cuts the headmaster's finger and bleeds it into this vial yeah that's gonna take a long it's gonna take some time well it depends on what size of vial vial is just a a word for a small glass container. Yeah, but still. yeah, I guess it could mean like a you know not like a vial of blood as we think of one in like real life blood samples. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a little potions vial. Yeah, it could be like one of those ones where you prick the finger and you put it in there. But yeah, I'm picturing like, like a tablespoon. It seems like Snape needs more than that. So, but anyhow, it just struck me as kind of funny that 
He cut his finger to fill the vial up, but he did it. And he re-tucks Albus into bed, and of course, Albus wakes up just as he's getting ready to leave, and wants a drink. Probably because he's lost blood. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's going to go get some some hot cocoa, and he sits up to go get it and cannot get out of bed. He's really dizzy. Laying down helps, but that's about it. So Saki says, do you want double chocolate or triple chocolate? I'll go get it. But then when he figures out he's sick, he decides he shouldn't have any because that would be bad to have sugar when you're not feeling well. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. And so Mittens pops in and says, I did it. Mittens has it, Vesta. Yay. Snape starts looking at it and he's like, hmm. There's something going on here. So he sends a message at 8 a.m. to Remus and asks Remus to come and ask Remus for a sample of his blood. Which, of course, makes Remus suspicious. And I love that Snape is using a muggle microscope. Because mm-hmm. he actually has apparently s- stayed up on some of those details and ways that muggles would do things. Yeah, he's... He's magicked it a bit, so it does different, a little bit different, but he's, yeah, that's what he's using as a muggle one. And so Remus gives him a drop and he puts it on the slide and then he mixes some of, and see, it's a three inch tall vial. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of blood that they pulled out of poor Dumbledore while he was sick. (laughs) I didn't even know what was going on. That's true. It's just some blood. And... He wants to know whose blood it is, and Severus doesn't answer him. So Remus sniffs it, and he's like, why do you have the headmaster's Hmm. blood? And Snape's like, how do you know that? I have my ways. It smells like him. (laughs) Yeah. But basically, Dumbledore is now a cure, an antidote, uh, a vaccine for lycanthropy. And his blood cells are killing Remus's... Well, actually not killing them. hes They're just healing them. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so is everyone who was nearby mm-hmm. when that happened. Like the old man in the previous chapter is probably right. going through the same thing. So then we move on to the ministry where the minister is afraid there's going to be an epidemic, madam. And there's what, all of uh, 14 people that are sick or something like that. <laughs> We're having an epidemic. It's like, yeah. Throttle it back a bit, Fudge. But it's the people that were, most of the people that were over 60 and that were powerful wizards that are having, and it, yeah, 14 people. And they don't feel sick, they just feel off. And so they're not quite sure what's going on. Well, those are, those are the ones that are feeling more ill. The younger individuals are feeling a little bit off, and they're not counting them. Oh, okay. And they understand that there's something that happened with Mr. Potter. Because it's they they match them up with the seating chart mm-hmm. and it's all the people that were close mm-hmm. when he cured a werewolf. Right. So then they think it must be the white magic. And then at ten AM Something very strange has happened. Dumbledore is not a breakfast. Oh dear. And-, <laughs> and he didn't even send a note. And Severus and Remus sent notes saying they were working on something, but Dumbledore didn't. So Minerva goes to Dumbledore's office 
and is talking to the portraits when Saki shows up. Pop! And says that he is sleeping and should not be disturbed. Yeah, he's not feeling well. Saki insisted he sleep. Mm-hmm. His fever has gone down. Doesn't he know we have a nurse? She yeah. finds out that he was mostly weak and dizzy and that he's laying down and that seems to help and there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Just like if, if he wasn't sick, I'd be dragging him down to the infirmary right now. <laughs> By his beard. <laughs> yeah. So. And Dumbledore wakes up and it's 1114 and that's weird. Yeah. But he's not dizzy. His muscles are a bit sore as if he was just getting over a cold or something. And Saki pops in and wants to know how he's feeling. He gets out into his office where Professor McGonagall and others are. But he waits unnoticed by them and listens to them. Madame Bones is there. says he's still resting. And yes, Madame Bones wants to know, has he been taken ill? Because there's been over a dozen cases so far. And the older and stronger the wizard magically, the more severe they are. Did Pomfrey look at him and... Minerva says, nope, the house elf says that he doesn't need to be looked at, so we're trusting the house elf. And Professor Snape also. Mm-hmm. And so Snape says that he believes that if they do a blood transfusion with the werewolves, that it will heal the lycanthropy. And she's like, blood transfusion? And, you know, it's it's all the wizards in the room sort of wince because, ooh, that's a muggle thing, and that's just creepy. Yeah. Well, they they just don't open themselves up. They don't do surgery of any kind. Mm-hmm. That's barbaric to them. Yeah. Everything is either topical or a charm or ingested. Mm-hmm. Snape's found that Remus is willing to test it out. So once the headmaster is feeling better, they're going to do a blood transfusion and see if it will cure Remus. Yeah. And then Albus lets him know that he's there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Severus knew he was around. He he could tell he'd shown up and says, and what do you think, Headmaster? And they're all like, what? Mm-hmm. I think it's a splendid idea, says Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Albus, what are you doing? Ah! He's like, well, last time I checked, this is my office. And he says, well, I've been feeling better, but I think I'll be fine. And I see no trouble following the idea that Severus has. And we'll have to wait and see how it works. And then when they all leave... Snape's like, so, how do you really feel? And he says, like a soggy lemon drop. That's Minerva that says that, but yes. And he says he's a bit lightheaded. And he says, it's enough to be noticed, but not overbearingly so. Really, he's going to be fine. That's right. I thought it was only Snape that was still there, but Minerva's there too. And they decide to, wondering whether they should call Poppy. And Dumbledore is going for something. Let's see. Oh, he's heading down to see... He wants to know whether um, Severus had intended for him to be the donor to Remus or if they were doing it with someone else or what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he says, Snape says, well, I, he says, I'm curious, Severus, who you've found to do this blood transfusion. And Snape's like, well, I hoped you would do it. And Dumbledore and- wants to know whether isn't there something to do with blood types that could cause a problem. And Snape says, well, actually, uh, I kind of invented a spell to check for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you're a universal donor, so whoopee! So you can give blood to Remus; it won't be a problem. And then we shift back to Harry, who is kind of glad to be back at Hogwarts mm-hmm. instead of in Lichtenstein or the Ministry. Yes, it was a little bit weird that Dumbledore missed breakfast, but oh well, he's probably busy, and he spent most of his morning in the library reading up on medicine and such. Yeah, the wizards don't really 
have a lot of in-depth stuff. They don't show how anything works on things. Right, they just because sort of, they don't do that kind of thing. It's like, this is the charm you use if you have a cut. This is the charm you use if you have a bruise. This is the charm you use for this thing. But it doesn't really show what they do. So he decides he's going to have to talk to Madame Pomfrey about that more, I guess. And then we move on to Remus, who is sees Harry in the library and goes in and uh, starts to talk to him. And Harry says, you know, I'd be happy to heal you. And Remus says, well, I appreciate that, but I'm going to have to say no because we're going to try a test. And we're going to let mm-hmm. Dumbledore heal, heal me. But what I wanted to tell you is that I knew your family. I knew your parents. And if you have questions, I'd love to talk to you. We find out that Remus had been hit by a car once upon a time. And the muggles got to him first. So he has had some of like the MRIs and x-rays and scans and things like that. So he's a little more open. And Harry's like, ooh, you might be the person to talk to because you kind of have experience with this. And so he tells him a little bit. He doesn't tell him what he's, what they're doing so much as just that he's kind of trying to study up on this. And yeah, because he wants to check and see whether Remus had scans done of his head because what he's trying to do is find out what to do with the Longbottoms. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and none, of the, none of the wizard textbooks have anything about what goes on inside the brain. And right. So, we get that, and then we have the cliffhanger ending. Mm-hmm. He gets a letter at lunchtime. From the International a, Confederation of Wizards. Mm-hmm. There's an official-looking insignia on it, so he just rips it open. And then there's this ripple of magic that Coral notices, and a voice says, Heal this, and this letter has been cursed. Yeah. And he has black visible fire flickering across his skin and he screams and Coral gets flung away from him. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That didn't take too long. Shall we do one more? Yeah, maybe we should be nice we- and not leave him on the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, we, we can do another one. So this one is called Assault. And Severus sees what's happening, bolts over the table, crashes through, terrifies children as he charges towards Harry. And he orders him not to move and starts doing all these intricate wand movements and things like that. And Sprout and McGonagall show up and he hopes that they won't try anything because he knows what this is. He recognizes this curse. This is something that showed up in Mm -hmm. his future. He tells Harry not to move his hands or put any strain on them because they're really weak. And all Harry cares about is the snake. Where's Coral? Because this curse apparently targets the bone marrow, so he's basically been given osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. Unless he can lift it in time. Yeah. He says that Snape does wand movements over the snake and says, She's alive, but I don't know anything else. Something's blocking my magic. And then Pomfrey and Lupin come in, because Lupin went after Pomfrey the minute things happened. And Snape says... He's been cursed. Somebody sent a cursed letter, but we need to be really careful with him. (laughs) Yeah. And she wants to know what the curse was. And he's not sure if she should admit that because Mm -hmm. it's something that I might not have heard of. And so he's got to talk her out of using Skelligrow because that is bad. And then he remembers 
the first time he really saw this. And it was Arthur that was attacked with it. And they had gotten the flames out and they're in there getting ready. He's in the other room talking to Molly while the healer's in with Arthur. And all of a sudden he's just screaming and people are shouting urgently from within the room. And they, Snape runs back in and says, you know, we've tried to vanish the bones for the Skelligro and it came back. And what this magic is, if there's any part of this curse left in them, if magic is used, any kind of bone healing stuff, it makes it come back 10 times worse. So Harry wakes up, up to his elbows in blue goop. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best they can come up with. Mm -hmm. Yes. Snape has made this potion. He's designed this potion that will help him regrow his bones himself without any external and he can't use yeah. his magic to do it. And Pomfrey's saying, this is kind of weird, because Snape knew exactly what to do about this. Mm-hmm. He stopped me from treating him, because he knew it w- the way that she was going to do it was- wouldn't work. And he came up with this potion, and but he says he doesn't know what the curse is. Right. So something's going on there. Yeah. He he sure is able to get all this done very quickly for not knowing what this is. Yeah, and they think, well, maybe maybe it's one that he made up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know that he can do that. And they think about that for a while, and then they just start talking about him in general. You know, he's been acting weird all year. He's a little different yeah. than he was <laughs> last year. He's much nicer. Something's wrong. He hasn't made anybody cry all year. <laughs> And then they kind of leave, and Harry calls Dobby. And Dobby's like, I failed you. I should have checked the mail. And Harry says no. And he wants to know where Coral is. And she's on the bedside table. And so he has Dobby place Coral on his chest. And apparently his magic had protected her from all of this, because mm-hmm. there was just this pulse that shielded her but knocked her out. Yeah. So Severus has been summoned to the headmaster's office. He's been speaking with the unspeakables, and they have found where in their forbidden library this curse came from. Well, and they found out that it's Manx parchment that was how they got it there, and the Manx parchment, the Manx, I think it's a cow, is... Yeah, they say that it made from a cow, and that they they killed all the cows because this parchment was so... Yeah, it, it hides whatever's within it, and, and the wards, yeah. nothing can stop it. It's impervious an to field. magic. So I'm slightly amused because at one point it's referred to as Mark's parchment, just as a yep. typo. But mm-hmm. So this is the comedic kind of parchment, see? Huh. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, and so, and then Dumbledore, because I'm sure Minerva has come in and talked to him about what she and Pompey had, Pomfrey had talked about it. And so Dumbledore starts asking questions. So you seem to know an awful lot about this. No, I just kind of made it up on the spot. Well, uh, that seems like it would take a long time. No, no, not too long at all. I was able to just pull it together. <laughs> and Dumbledore is not quite believing him, but he's willing to let it slide. Because he thinks... That Snape is doing this because he's falling in love with Harry and not in a gross way or anything like that, but he's yeah. 
just because he really cares for him mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to admit it. Right. Because that is a very Snape thing. <laughs> yes, Snape would not admit this. And so... And Dumbledore lets him get away with it from now, but um, I'm sure this is going to come up again. Mm-hmm. And we have Remus, who's gone to see Harry, and he's not sure what he's going to find. But Dobby is levitating a book so Harry can read. Mm-hmm. And Harry's thrilled to have company. Because he's supposed to stay there for another couple of days. Mm-hmm. With his arms. That's what Madame Pomfrey wants anyway. Professor Snape says he might be able to leave a little bit sooner, but still, he's going to have to stay for a while. And Harry talks to Remus about what he overheard about Snape. And he, Snape says, or not Snape, Remus says, I shouldn't really say anything, but I can tell you've been thinking about this, so I'll tell you what's matter of public record. Professor Snape had been a spy for the light, and he gave information to Dumbledore, who was able to help other people. And Harry says, oh, so he learned these things while he was pretending to be bad. And Remus says, well, no, he joined the Death Eaters voluntarily to start with. Mm-hmm. Then he discovered, he realized he'd made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And then we jump, shift back to Dumbledore, and he's just kind of trying to think through what's going on with Snape. And then an unspeakable has a message for him. Mm-hmm. And she's found this curse. It was in the Forbidden Library. Yeah, the which bone. Which is where they found it in Snape's future as well. Mm-hmm. The Bone Eater Curse. And apparently it started out as a cooking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just for, it was like the tableside flambe or whatever. You could, you know, cast this thing and all the marrow comes out of the bones. <laughs> Handy. All, all the bones come from the meat and you just get your uh, your boneless you're deboned whatever you're serving, mm-hmm. and you get this cool black flames effect while you're at it, and it's just cool. Uh, but then yeah. a dark lord got a hold of it and uh, started using it as a, as a torture spell. And then we have Harry, who's getting ready to go out into the public for the first time, but he's got to still have his arms wrapped, so they've individually wrapped his fingers and then his hands and his wrists and his arms in gauze dipped in the goo. And then solidified it over it so that it won't dry out, and then put him in slings. So poor kid, he's he's off and about, but he has no use of his arms or hands. Poor Harry, just imagining him running around with both his arms in slings. And yeah. yeah. So fortunately, Dobby's around to do everything for him. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good thing he has Dobby, and he's still okay with it. He says, by the way, the Daily Prophet ran a story about your the attack on you, just so you know, in case somebody says something. And the rest of the students are going to show up in an hour or so. So he might want to get to the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. At the end of 16, she forecasts that the next part will be called Distraction, and we wind up with a, ne- a next part called Altercation instead. Mm-hmm. His Distraction is now Chapter 18. Yeah, she's changed some things up. And there's a note about, yes, Coral can understand English, because Hedwig could mostly. Mm-hmm. So why not? Do we uh, want to keep going? Let's see. These ones are getting to be slightly shorter ones than, mm-hmm. like, Chapter 12 was really long, but some this of these other ones are shorter. Not so bad. I was trying to see what the end was to see if we were going to end kind of on the cliffhanger. Yeah, this the, is... the next the next few, they just sort of continue on from each other, mostly. Mm-hmm. What say you, P.S., you're... I'm sleepy. That's okay. We'll end it here. Yeah, we will okay. pick up with Chapter 17 next time. 
next time on the oars. Oh no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> on Butterfrick Weekly. <laughs> whatever, whatever this this one is. Yeah. So that's our. What is this? Our third podcast on this one now. Yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Hope you've been enjoying our coverage, and we're still enjoying the the fic. It's it's interesting, extra th- plot things and a way to approach stuff, and I think they've done a good job of not rehashing everything from canon, but still, mm-hmm. you know, drawing things in from that and not making everybody completely different than they were. Basically, yeah. the only ones who have changed a lot are Snape because he's got all this extra experience, and Harry because he's been treated much differently. So it's interesting to see how they go with this. And I'm guessing Harry will recover entirely from this thing because Snape was really quick to react. And I seem to remember that happening. And they have another 20 chapters to go. So it would be kind of awkward to have him in a sling all that time. <laughs> but <laughs> Yes, but in the next chapter, there are complications. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know who sent this because it obviously wasn't from the International Confederation of Wizards. No. So something's going on, and he'll have to figure that out. There's probably more stuff with Chamber of Secrets and things if they get that far. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I I think I only went through 17 today. But, yeah, poor Harry. That's a nasty curse. Hmm. And we didn't talk about it, but it ended up killing Arthur. Yeah, because they tried amputating his arm that was on, and that wasn't enough. So, And once it got to his chest area... It just collapsed his chest on top of his lungs and heart, and that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah, not good. But it's just as well that Snape does have experience with this, or it could have been a lot worse for Harry mm-hmm. in this timeline. And we don't know how anybody could have gotten this curse at this point, because it was still locked in the Forbidden Library. Something weird is going on. Something wicked this way comes. Yes. I think it's neat that Harry's managed to figure out this actually cure lycanthropy that's a quite yeah, a jump it's something it, that we always have wanted because we always want remus to be cured but this mm-hmm. is kind of a neat way that it happens and yeah. it's i mean if you I, can go with the whole idea that harry is a mage and a parcel mouth healer then it's easy enough mm-hmm. to follow yeah. to the next step that he yeah. Everything sort of builds on top. Yeah. And I like that they made it... In some ways, the white magic thing is a little bit of a cop-out. It's kind of a introducing a, a deus ex machina kind of thing. But it's also... I like that it's there because it gives you that acknowledgement that Harry on himself, on his own, actually isn't powerful enough to mm-hmm. cure this. But because of the way that his magic is interacting with this other magic, they've figured out how to basically do magical antibodies, and that is doing the work for him. Right. So. Yeah, it's a really neat mixture of muggle and magical. And a lot of times when you have muggle in a Harry Potter fic, you it's really kind of out of place, but this works. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy them thinking like, well, why don't we try to, you know, give the long bottoms an MRI and see what's mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they do with that as well. I seem to remember that becomes a plot arc further on, but I don't really remember what happens. So Yeah. 
I know. I have a feeling. I kind of know, but I'm not positive. But, and it's, you know, it's another one of those things because you always also want Neville to have his parents back. Yeah. And that would so, be great. Yeah. And probably we'd dislike Augusta less if that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She might become a nicer person. In fact, yeah, I don't know if it's this one or not, but it seems to me like Neville's father just totally goes after her and says, you need to quit treating him like this. Like once he wakes up, as soon as he wakes up, he's like, I know what you did. Yeah. (laughs) And like I said, I don't know if it's this fic or not. It could be a different fic that I'm remembering, but yeah, it'll be interesting to get to that point and find out. Yes. So I hope you were enjoying our coverage and continue to follow along with us. We will probably have another podcast out in a week or two. I don't know how what your turnover is these days, Sue, but uh, we're pretty much on a two week rotation, although Cora's got the next one and I haven't heard from her, so hopefully she will have it ready for me in a week. And I'm sure White Squirrel would like to hear it before it goes out. The next one after that is ready. It's he's actually already heard that one. He's listening to them out of order. But yeah, they're coming out pretty regularly every two weeks. So I'm doing all right with that. Nice. Yeah. And I like the white squirrel ones. And the one with Aaron in it is hilarious. We turn it into a drinking game. Every time Harry communicates with another person, especially an adult, you have to take a shot. I think white squirrel said said it would have been 10 shots. He counted. (laughs) Oh, dear. He did tell me he did not drink, but he counted. So there you go. But yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying this and I'm glad it got put on the the docket and I'm very interested to see where we're going to go from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, this is like something I probably never would have read if not for you asking me if I wanted to come on when I hadn't read it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, reading it and I think like, it's not my type of fic at all, because usually I'm not into these ones that just add random magic to canon and, you know, just change a lot. Mm-hmm. But this is pretty well thought out. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, it's fun to see the different ways that people come up with ways of making things work. That will work. And we should say goodnight so PSN okay. can go to bed. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.